Gazette Newspapers presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and SoundCloud. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York. We have what I believe will be an interesting, informative show. On Monday, most high school full sports athletes in Section 2 will finally get a chance to start practicing. The coronavirus pandemic delayed the start of the season. We do know that football, volleyball, and cheerleading won't be played in the fall. Instead, they will move to March in what is being termed Fall Sports 2. Some leagues have shifted sports to Fall Sports 2 already. What has been the impact of the delay? Will the fall sports make it through the season unscathed? I held a roundtable discussion with three of our reporters who have been covering the situation. Sports editor Mike Kelly and staff writers Jim Schultz and Adam Schinder. We did the segment in two parts. Here is part one. Well, gentlemen, thank you for coming on the podcast here today, which we are at extraordinary times. Uh, Monday begins the high school season for some teams, some teams don't. We, we know football, we know girls volleyball, we know cheerleading. Mean, not only girls volleyball, boys volleyball and cheerleading have been moved to uh, fall season two, otherwise spring. I'll start with you, Mike Kelly. Uh, what are your thoughts about this whole handling of the situation with the state and section two? Sure. Well, it's been uh, it's been something new every day. We should probably point out that we're talking Thursday at four o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, as this played out uh, over the summer and then early into, you know, late summer, early fall, um, you know, I think we all got the sense that this was how it was going to play out in these drips and drabs. And that this week in particular was going to be a week where a lot of decisions were made. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the the high risk, uh, high in quotes, uh, risk sports, um, you know, that, that got moved last week. And then this week we've seen a variety of leagues make their own decisions. Um, this was always going to be a, a schools-based decision. As much as we talk about things at the state and the section level, every school has to decide for itself what it's going to do. Um, and I think it was really interesting this week that what we saw was we're going to have some schools play soccer, but not a majority. We're going to have very little field hockey. Um, and what we're looking at mostly is the fall of cross-country, Tennis, golf, and swimming. Yeah, yeah, Jim. I mean, obviously, you know, Ball Spa and Bethlehem are not are shifting soccer to the spring. Uh, Wednesday night, uh, both uh, schools had uh, meetings. Of the Bethlehem people were protesting. Ball Spa yeah. uh, was trying to get a second uh, to get this board of education to change its mind, and yeah. it didn't do that. I mean, how how crazy? I mean, you covered high schools for a long time. I mean, how how crazy has this been in trying to? piece together all the stuff because I mean, one minute you're hearing one thing you know we heard some rumors last night the Supreme council was probably going to postpone every day nothing surprises me i'm I think you guys are the same uh, thought just things just they're happening rapidly the other day i was working on one story and boom put that story aside to work on another story which at that time was the, the western athletic conference you know making their decision to play soccer in the uh, wasser league Again, I can't even remember the story I was working on before that came out. So that's we're changing on the fly. Uh, obviously, this is nothing like we've ever I even come close to seeing before. 
and we just got we're trying to stay on our toes and keep up with it um even just uh earlier today the central hudson valley league made a decision you know about their sports and that just i just saw that uh, literally a half hour ago so things are happening every day changing nothing surprises me you know at this point and again i did want to say everybody making these decisions these are hard decisions and they believe uh, they're doing the best things for the safety of the student athletes and they have to make their choice no finger pointing i respect every decision i just wanted to get that out there that these are hard decisions because when people are making them they understand that uh people are going to be disappointed hurt whatever you want to you know uh people have been waiting to play these are hard decisions that uh authorities are making so let's let's keep that in mind that they are aware that their decisions are going to um disappoint people you know make some people angry even um but they are all in the name of safety you know this is what they can do and also what they can and can't do as a school we don't believe we can do this we can we do believe we can do this so each school administration has to make their own decisions yeah, yeah. Adam, for you, you you uh, wrote about in uh, Thursday's paper about the Foothills Council moving some sports to the spring. Uh, you've been out there a while, we uh, obviously with the recorder. What what this was the sense you got from talking to people yesterday about the Foothills uh, decision? The Foothills decision, uh, from a league-wide perspective, uh, and I talked to uh, Amsterdam Athletic Director Steve Nolan, uh, who's also the Foothills president, both uh, last week and then mm-hmm. on Wednesday when this decision was made. And their whole idea, their first thing was to get, was to focus on varsity sports that they felt they could do safely. They wanted to make sure that it was seniors, uh, especially who could get a chance to do something in this fall season. But as uh, it came down and, you know, as of last week and a few days ago, they, I think they'd hoped to try and get their soccer and and field hockey seasons. And then uh, about half the league that uh, participates in girls swimming as well. And it really got the sense for them that the most difficult thing was actually going to be uh, testing and tracing and quarantining guidelines for sports like soccer and field hockey that have these much larger rosters uh, that if one team goes to play another team and then there's one there's one confirmed COVID case that spots up, all of a sudden there's 60 people who might have to quarantine. Oh, and, that, yeah. and, that's, and that's also anyone who might have been in contact with any of those people afterward. So in the foothill sense, their their idea was just we're going to do these things that we can get very regimented in big outdoor spaces where it's the sports that it's probably easiest to wear masks throughout. Although they've said, you know, cross country is obviously going to be one of the harder ones, yes. but they've got a few plans and essentially involving a completely staggered race where two schools essentially would never interact yeah. in a cross country meet and. It's really, it really was their idea was to try and, you know, get what they can done. And then really it seems like the biggest thing is they're trying to leave these things down the road to the sense where they have more guidance to what these moderate and, and quote, high-risk sports can be done and just hope that as they move forward, things can things can go. Yeah, I mean, Jim, you wrote about cross-country, mm-hmm. about the, the, the state has given the okay to, right. for schools to have invitations. But do these schools want to risk having all these uh, – uh, runners at, at a meet like that. That's why they they canceled them all. Just I'm going to say just about if not everything for the invitationals. They just can't have a mass gathering, even if they do staggered. 
there's a lot of people at an invitational, especially a big one. There's the teams, the, the spectators, which is another concern. Uh, it's, just, it's just a volume of people. Uh, that's the, the concern right there. Um, and then you have the running piece itself, the competition, but it's just the, the mass gathering. Uh, they want to stay away from that. Again, uh, one of the coaches I was talking to said, We're not gonna, if there are invitationals, which people are discussing, they would be small, uh, nothing like the, he used the word mega meets that we've had. Queensbury, Burnt Hills traditionally have huge, the grout run. Uh, these are these are big events, and if there are any, they're going to be small. They're going to be late in the year, and probably only a handful of schools, if if they even happen, you know. So that, again, like everything we've been saying over the months, everything is uh, a lot of stuff is up in the air. Um, but that's the main concern is the volume of people, you know, just gathering together for such an event. And obviously, uh, there won't be any sectional championships, no state championships. I mean, Mike, how disappointing is that for the, the students uh, uh, not being able to have, play for those kind of titles? Because that's what they work for. Yeah, well, you know, to back up for a second, just to <laughs> kind of point out how uh, interesting of times, I guess, we're in. We made it, I think, five or six minutes into our conversation here before anybody even mentioned coronavirus or COVID. Sure. Because... <laughs> We've just that's what we're just, talking about. It's, yeah. it's the world. It's, it's, yeah. part, right. it's just a part of everything. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even think to bring it up anymore. Um, even in stories, you're yeah. writing about. Oh wait, wait. I, I have to mention this. Yeah. 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 So I mean, I think you know, if you're an athlete, of course, you're going to be upset mm. if you're able to compete and to not compete for you know a championship in kind of the conventional, traditional sense that we've grown accustomed to. Um, you know, I think that's one of those things, though, where you know, you got to be able to see the whole picture. And if you're able yeah. to have a season and to compete at all, when we're coming off of, you know, basketball championships getting canceled in the state, mm -hmm. the whole spring season getting canceled, it, you know, if you're getting to play, you know, 15 to 20, you know, games, yeah. matches, contests, yeah. um, you know, you, you got to take that. And to some degree, you have to be happy about that. Yeah, there is a moment. You have to be able to see the forest for the trees in, in this situation. And it's why I do understand the frustration oh, for yeah. some of these parents at these individual districts in leagues that are playing, that are not, that the district itself is choosing not to play specific sports or trying to postpone to the fall, if you're Bethlehem, if you're Boston Spa, sure. the big concern is, oh, if we're playing in the spring, who are we playing if the rest of our league is playing? Are we... Boston Spa versus Bethlehem. It's a lot of Boston Spa versus... It's, it's going, yeah. <laughs> so like the Phillies Marlins uh, seven-game series. Well, the thing is, is the focus is on league. Well, you have other leagues playing. Can you jump and play? Not so much to be determined. Yeah, yeah. Can, can the Wasserman mm -hmm. schools uh, play soccer against the suburban? You know, just things like that. It's just... So much up in the air. Back to that championship thing. Um, I agree. It's you got to see the bigger picture, and it stinks for the for the coaches and the, the kids. Uh, what I feel for, um, uh, you know, there's several with the Burn Hills volleyball. They want to stay title. They're not going to get a chance to do it again, you know. And then what? Then go on. You think of the seniors. This is their last chance. But let's back up. Bigger picture. To be able to play, you know, they, you know, I don't. I, there was a point that I don't know. I thought, and I don't know what you guys were thinking. We may not have any sports in the fall. You know, that was a serious thought for me. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a long way to Monday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Sure, things could and it's change in ten minutes. <laughs> and it's been such yeah. a yeah. 
it's been such a drawn out sort of trickle down process uh, because it starts with yeah. months and months of waiting for the state to even give the okay for schools to come back. Right, we went for schools then, to open. Then it's then it's another three yeah. four weeks yeah. of waiting for the Department of Health guidance for which for which states are for which oh. sports the state will allow. Yeah. Then it's the state athletic association. Yeah. Then it's the section. Then it's the league. Then it's the schools, the and then now. it yeah. still does come down to it'll still come down for individual athletes to their to the athletes and their parents that, who may have concerns. I've already had conversation. It's going to happen. It's a fact. Um, some students will not. Some students have just they're not going to mm -hmm. play their sport that they would normally mm -hmm. play because of this. Mm -hmm. It's a fact. It's going to happen. Yep. I've talked to numerous coaches, and I believe that as well. I know you know once balls and spot senior soccer player Sarah Phelps said in Stan Hootie's story in Thursday's paper about. Boston Spa soccer uh, is going to be played in the spring. She she wonders why uh, Boston Spa is different from all the other schools. So there's, I imagine there's some students out there like Sarah who are upset that, yeah, you know, why is their school doing one thing when they see other schools uh, doing something different? It's hard to see that. Uh, you know, it's uh, similar to, you know, I've heard that, gee, we're looking at this state over here. They're playing all these sports. And the kids see it, are talking to a coach. That's hard. How, how do you explain that to your student athlete on your team? They're playing over in this state that your sport, whatever. It's just hard to explain. Again, I'm, uh, each school has to make that decision. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the one sport, obviously football is the one that everybody will be focused, focused on during the fall season. Now that's going to be played in spring. How do you think the, uh, the school is mm -hmm. going to handle that? I mean, do you think that this that was the right decision to have that be a hybrid sport moving football to uh, the spring? Well, I mean, in terms of the schools making the decision, um, you know, there's no indication that high risk sports such as football or volleyball are going to be approved anytime soon to be able to play. Um, you know, I think I think the worst case scenario for, for those teams would have been that they showed up on Monday and practiced for a week or two and yeah. then just kind of had to shut down because there wasn't going to be a season for them. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't, none of us have any idea how, uh, in quotes, fall season two <laughs> is going to play <laughs> out or work out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, for those high-risk sports in the fall, they at least have a plan now that they can move forward with, and they're not going to show up on Monday to, yeah. you know, kind of practice their sport and, and hope that there's a chance that they can play. I think it's important to note too, um, NISFA hasn't received any guidance at this point as to what, you know, specifics, barometers, et cetera, will be used to determine when high risk sports are allowed to be played. Everybody is kind of everybody's still waiting sure. on yeah. that mm -hmm. approval. There was just and that. we're not it's not like there's certain numbers that we know need to be met for it to be allowed to be, you know, to happen. Um, you know, so even you start to look to the winter, which oh the start date is November thirtieth. And we have no idea at this point what needs to happen for sports like basketball. Hockey, wrestling, wrestling is yeah. to take place yeah. at that all, point. I think at, that, at this point, really, all we know is that kind of very amorphous initial state guidance on the, the high-risk sports, which is essentially the decision to approve will be made on or before December 31st. Sure. Sure. 
Right, which I would point out is the end of the year. Yeah, and could and we'll, it's just an easy thing. Yeah. Point two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's take a break here, guys. Uh, you're listening to the Parting Shots podcast. We're going to talk more about the high school uh, sports situation here in just a moment. your motor running and play today. Hi, this is you Albany football coach Greg Atuso. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Schott. Welcome back to the Parting Shots podcast. I'm Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Schott. Uh, we're talking high school sports with sports editor Mike Kelly, staff writers Jim Schultz and Adam Schinder. And uh, what sport, maybe it's me, but volleyball does. Why does volleyball consider a high risk sport? I mean, it's real, I don't know. It's, it's not a physical sport. There's you're not running into uh, people like that. But is it, can, Jim? Can you explain why? I can partially. You know, uh, it's the uh, space that the, the athletes are playing in. It's a confined space. There's no way to get away from your teammates in the competition. It's not a very thirty. Like whatever it is, 30 by 30, I'm no expert. But uh, And then you have the other team directly across from you. If to play this game, you were literally looking right at your opponent on the front line. I think that's part of it. I'm sure there's much more, but uh, it's the space. There's also the concern about the sharing of the equipment. Everybody's hitting this ball, okay? Now, I don't want to go too far, but you can clean that ball after every point. You can literally have 10 balls here. Uh, somebody helping you out clean that ball after literally every point. So I'm, I'm not pro, you know, people had to make decisions, but I think uh, I'm trying to see all sides of it. Mm-hmm. I can understand why the volleyball people think we can play, but I can sure see that I keep coming back to that con- the confinement of the game itself. You know? I, I, I do think it's, a, that it's important to note that volleyball is, I believe, the one sport really where the national, uh, the, the NFHS, the National High School mm-hmm. Federation mm-hmm. guidelines and the New York State Department of Health guidelines differ in the sense that volleyball is considered moderate in the federation guidelines. Right. The State Department of Health, we've never really gotten total indication as to why, but that is probably and, – and the idea of an indoor sport at this point. Same, if, if basketball is high risk, volleyball is going to be considered high risk. It's in similar close quarters. It's very similar, and it's the same reason yeah. why you've seen yeah. you know, yeah. a couple of the, the Foothills and the Colonial Council – have both taken girls swimming, which is a, which is considered low risk, right. and moved that to the fall season two because of the close quarters idea. That's one of the biggest things yeah. uh, I got from uh, Mahasana Athletic Director David Bertram on Wednesday when they moved swimming was they're they're so close together, especially with pool with regulations regarding pool usage and locker room usage, just made it sure. so much more complicated. The locker room is a whole different another story. You know, here we're not even. Let's, <laughs> It's just, I was, you have a lot of kids gathered together. I know? was really surprised in general when the initial guidance came out that any indoor sport was being considered for the fall. 
which and, and yeah. like Adam was just saying, we did then see a bunch of schools league move swimming. Um, you know, to me that seemed like a really natural decision, which is that these indoor sports, you know, can they at least can't be the first ones <laughs> yeah. to to go. So so I personally was was surprised that swimming was allowed at all. Um, and that we're gonna have some places Kids in pools <laughs> this, uh, this fall still. Making the wrong decisions. I want to back up about the volleyball, about your point, Adam, which was, yes, uh, the National Federation of, you know, the Association of Schools there, they, it's medium, medium risk, where NISPA, it's, it's considered high risk. And that's, right? Well, important, not NISPA. State Department of Health. State Department of Health. Yeah. NISFA, yeah. 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 if, if NISFA would follow the NFHS, the National Federation of State High School Associations, which is one of the more annoying acronyms and that it, yeah. <laughs> that it's been moved into NFHS. Yeah. But those guys, if they were just allowed to go by those guidelines, then you would see, then I think you would have seen NISFA when they move foot, when they move football and fall cheerleading to fall season two, I think you would have seen them at least attempt to leave volleyball yeah. uh in the fall but they they just took all of those moderate risk or those high risk fall sports that they got as state guidance and just said we're putting those in one chunk and creating this fall season two which at the very least did seem to eliminate uh a little bit of the overlaps that people were worried about although a march 1st start date for football and uh these schools that are attempting to play soccer and field hockey is going to be very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. There's overlaps. There's going to be overlaps. So what do we do? You know, what, uh, one of the WAC soccer coaches said, yeah, there'll be cooperation. Yeah. You know, let's see how much. There's, there's also very likely most of these fields going to be a foot and a half of snow on the ground uh, with the good chance of it more coming in the, in the first three weeks of those practices. Yeah, I've right. been to plenty of lacrosse scrimmages in, in, in the middle and end of March over the years where the teams are standing on a shelf of ice uh, after they chipped off the field. That's becoming a major, you know, of all the things we've written and hearing about, that's a major concern is starting, you know, the outdoor sports on March 1st. You know, just... <laughs> but I guess <laughs> the, thing, the thing is, though, is with those sports, you know, we're seeing a lot more team schools using the uh, field turf, so maybe it's not as bad. So it's a little easier to, well, it's a little easier to clear off, but yeah. still... The uh, half of the conference soccer has won. There's only one school, and it's uh, Fonda. So... There's a major concern there. What I, me personally, I believe, unless we get some unbelievably warm weather, I think the March 1st, some of those sports, the outdoor sports, maybe aren't going to be starting on March 1st. And if they are, they're going to be practicing indoors. You know, I believe just because that's the day, you know, yeah, I'm pounding <laughs> stuff here. But, you know, just, I didn't bring a pen over to click it, so. But, uh, I I, I do think there is at least one small silver lining for the fall season two for football, uh, very specifically, which was these team of, of all sports. None of these teams have been able to get together over the summer football. You know, you've got, you know, coaches can send, you know, get, you know, give kids an idea of what workouts we want you to do with stuff you've got at home. You know, some of these kids have been able to get together in, in very small informal groups. Football, even if they had been given the, the green light to go after to practice, to have their 12 practices and go in the beginning of October, yeah. you're telling me you're going to go with no off season conditioning, no playbook installation and go out and play football 
a week, you know, two weeks after you've you've started. This now that these schools at least have the ability to do voluntary off-season workouts can get some semblance of the spring and summer off-season that was lost and, and actually prepare for what is going to be chaotic, but will at least yeah. be a semblance of a season. Right, right now, the high-risk sports, though, they don't have the okay to – you can't – No, they, they, they do have the – because the high-risk sports from the, from the State Department of Health yeah. can practice, which means they can do – they have to be voluntary open gym-style workouts, but they can – starting Monday for these schools that are going to be allowing it. One thing about football, let me go back to football a second. If you're a fo- high school football player, you're seeing colleges play. You're seeing the Big Ten uh, call an audible, and you know they're going to play football now. You see the NFL playing, and you see these other sports, NBA, the NHL, they're playing in an MLB. you got to figure, why, why can't we play? I mean, if your thought is, if they're able to play, why can't we play? Not going to compare it at all to the NFL. <laughs> you know, I mean, so, so, I mean, there has, and I've seen a lot of that on social media. Um, professional sports are not in any way similar to what we're talking mm-hmm. about. That's people being. But paid. they can think, the kids will yeah. think like that, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're not correct. <laughs> um, and that goes for all the sports. You know, I mean, these, you know, professional sports are different, it's paid entertainment. Um, you know, those are adults who are, Mm -hmm. you know, theoretically aware of health risks Mm -hmm. and are, you know, functioning members of society. And, and, and the, and the leagues have the financial wherewithal to put tons and tons of tons and tons of protocols into place. You can't take all of New York high school football and stick it at Disney world. I'd like that, but you can't do it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and we have seen a lot of confusion with college football. And that is a little bit more applicable to high school. Obviously, there's still a lot of money involved. I would point out that the vast, vast majority of college football programs who are playing at the FCS level, which is not quite the pretty much pro level that yeah. FBS football is, those FCS schools all said, we're going to play next year. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're only seeing the most commercialized of college sports, you know, attempting to play before the end of this calendar year. And if you, if there is a natural frustration, I think it would be, you're a kid in New York, you're watching kids in New Jersey, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, Ohio all play high school football this fall and wondering why we can't do it. And I do, I do understand a frustration in that sense. But again, it is the idea. Did these kids really expect to show up in tw- and get 12 days to prepare for an entire season? Mm-hmm. I like that you brought showing up. Cause yeah. I, I was talking with mm-hmm. um, Stillwater football coach yeah. uh, Ian Godfrey uh, a couple weeks back. Um, I think it was the night that football officially got moved to next spring. And I asked him a question I've been wondering about a lot during these last five, six months. You know, if you're a football coach, um, you know, it's there's not opportunities to play football, obviously, throughout the year like there are with some other sports. There isn't there isn't AAU football in the summer like there is with, you know, basketball for the spring and summer. Um, so those football coaches really rely on, you know, they, they get in the gym and they lift in January. They have their team camp in May. They've got seven-on-sevens over the summer. And they keep their program together. And 
by the time they show up for their first practice, they're a well-oiled machine. Um, so I asked, I asked Coach Confrey, you know, you haven't seen your kids since March in person. Did you have any idea who was going to be showing up on September 21st? Yeah. And he laughed and he said, you know, I, I, you know, to be honest, I've thought about that. I was pretty worried about what it was going to look like that day because, you know, maybe Johnny doesn't show up <laughs> because, you know, they haven't had the program for the last six yeah. months. So, you know, I think there was going to be, if we had football starting this Monday, there was going to be a lot of surprises for coaches about who showed up and who didn't because they haven't had that continuity within their program since, you know, February, March. Yeah. And I think there is the relief, something you mentioned earlier, that the idea of starting in March means we're not going to, the worst, the absolute worst thing that happened is these kids practice for three weeks and then are told you're not going to improve it. And because you've already practiced for three weeks, we're not going to move you to the spring. You're done. Sure. Here's a big question. Do we get through the fall sports one season unscathed? Are we calling, is it fall is it fall, on? fall one, yes. I know we have a fall two. I don't know if we necessarily have. A I fall saw one. that. I, is it official or? It's, it's, it's official. I did. I made it official. No, the, the, I've the, seen the, some Roman yeah. numerals thrown around. Yeah, and that's yeah. about as official as you can make it. I think fall two is official, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but do we get through this un unscathed? I mean, we're going to see the season wow. without a problem. I don't know if we have clear guidelines for what would cause a sport to shut down beyond like the regular school setting. Yeah. We kind of have some idea of what would force a, a school to shut down or have to alter. Um, I would, uh, I want to be optimistic that we're going to, because it's in the best interest of everybody if we're able to play these fall sports and not have any issues that pop up. Uh, with that said, I will be very surprised yeah. if all of our sports make it through their fall season um at least at least without some you know one to two week gaps um, yeah i think that's probably our best case scenario is that we get through this fall season with some you know a week or two gap um you know to deal with whatever comes up um if, if that's what the scenario is i think a lot of people would view that as a success yeah i can almost anticipate I yeah I'd be completely surprised if we get through this without and uh, something happening at some school with some team. Um, I, the way things are, I just believe it's going to happen. I, I you know I hope it doesn't. And the biggest thing that is, it could have nothing to do with the sport itself whatsoever because the biggest obstacle is you get a school that gets a spike in cases, sure. has to shut has to shut down in person learning. Under the Foothills Council rules, if a school has to has to suspend in-person education due to an increase in cases, then those sports have to shut down until they come back. Now, that's not the case for schools that are having to go to all virtual for their financial problems. Uh, they're still allowed to have sports if they can, if they still uh, choose to sponsor them under their, you know, if their financial, you know, situation allows them to sponsor them. Right. I would I would point out too that. Uh, college level around here we had Albany they made it through four days mm -hmm. and then had to shut everything down on a you know uh, an indefinite basis hopefully they're going to be able to get back to having workouts um, but they tried to have you know their full athletic programs with a lot of protocols in place 
They have more money for athletics than any <laughs> of the area high schools. Um, and after four days, um, you know, at least temporarily, it was over. Final question. Will we see a winter sports season? Of, uh, of which sports? Basketball, wrestling, boys swimming, gymnastics, indoor track. Uh, I mean, wow. I'm less optimistic about that than I am about getting through a fall season with a couple of gaps. I, I, I would point out, too, and not to, to immediately take this, you know, in a different direction. Um, right now, we, we've been looking at these fall sports that are moving to, quote, unquote, uh, are we doing fall sports, too? What are yeah, we doing? Yeah, fall sports, too. <laughs> fall season, too. Fall season, too. Um, yeah, I reached out to NISPA the other day, and they confirmed um, teams, leagues, you can move your sport to fall two right now. You can move basketball to fall season two today if you wanted to. Um, if we don't have these moderate risk sports in the fall, it's tough for me to see how we're going to have all those high risk sports, which is what the bulk of the winter sports calendar yeah, is they are. starting in November. Yeah, I, I, I would say, am I confident we will see those sports played this academic year? I actually do think at as at some point do I think we're necessarily starting basketball practice on no, basketball and wrestling practice on November 30th. That is a lot harder question to answer. Well, gentlemen, this was a uh, very enlightening. I appreciate you guys taking a few minutes uh, to talk about the uh, fall sports. You guys have been doing a great job following everything. Uh, appreciate you doing this, uh, Mike Kelly, Jim Schultz, Adam Schinder. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. We're back to wrap up the podcast in just a moment. Hey, football fans, the Daily Gazette You Pick 'em Football Contest is back. Predict the winners of the weekly games via your You Pick 'em online account. The fan with the most correct points each week gets their name in Thursday's Daily Gazette and wins a $100 ShopRite grocery gift card. The fan with the most overall points after 23 weeks wins a $1,000 travel voucher and could win a trip to Hawaii. To play, go to dailygazette.com football and create your account or use your past account. Select the teams you think will win. You may enter your picks and score predictions five minutes before the start of each game. For official rules, go to dailygazette.com football. For questions concerning the local contest, contact Randy Lewis at rlewis at dailygazette.net. The trip to Hawaii is part of a national contest. The You Pick'em Football Contest is run by the Daily Gazette Advertising Department and not associated with the Daily Gazette Sports Department. Hi, this is Union College Football Coach Jeff Behrman. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast with Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Schott. Back to wrap up the podcast, check out my Parting Shots blog for my Week 2 NFL Picks and TV listings. Go to dailygazette.com slash category slash sports slash parting dash shots 
Once again, I'll be going head-to-head with Daily Gazette News columnist Sarah Foss. Sarah, who has defeated me in the last two seasons, got off to a good start in Week 1, going 10-6. and six. I was a miserable 8-8. Eight and eight. My picks were just like my Eagles. They stunk. Keep checking out DailyGazette.com in the print edition for the latest updates in news and sports on the coronavirus pandemic. I want to thank all the doctors, nurses, and first responders who are dealing with this pandemic. We appreciate the job you're doing in this difficult time. Now that the state is reopened, that does not mean you should relax. Keep wearing the face mask while you're out. Be considerate. Be safe. That wraps up another edition of the Party Shots podcast. I'd like to thank Daily Gazette Sports Editor Mike Kelly and staff writers Jim Schultz and Adam Schinder for coming on the show. The Party Shots Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Cashbox, and SoundCloud. Subscribe today. If you have questions or comments about the podcast, email them to me at shots, that's S-C-H-O-T-T, at dailygazette.com. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Slapshots. The views expressed on the Party Shots Podcast are not necessarily those of Gazette Newspapers. The Party Shots Podcast is a production of Gazette Newspapers, I'm Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Schott. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Party Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good sports, be smart, stay safe.